Service your existing car with us right now. And it's worth £500 off your next car. Yes, at Macklin Motors Toyota, we'll give you a £500 voucher off any of our brand new Toyotas when you book in for a service with our expert Toyota trained technicians. We even have complimentary courtesy cars available, so book your service now and get £500 off any new Toyota. Visit macklinmotors.co.uk or see us at Kennishead Road, Darnley. Macklin Motors, the new name for Toyota sales and servicing in Glasgow. Valid on services till 30th September. Excludes Motability and Fleet customers. One £500 voucher per vehicle purchased by 31st December. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! So a hat-trick of new arrivals at Rangers was completed today with the signing of Welsh winger Rabi Matonda from German club Schalke. Uh, three million pounds is reckoned to be the fee and he follows the capture of another Welshman, Tom Lawrence um, and the Croatian striker, Antonio Cholak. Uh, John Suter, that deal, of course, already done. Rangers kept Conor Goldson, Stephen Davis, Scott Arfield and Alan McGregor. That's the transfer story so far in the Govan area of Glasgow. In the East End, Celtic have held, held on to Cameron Carter-Vickers, Jota, Dyson Maida. They've added a goalkeeper in Benji Segrist and an Argentinian left-back in Alexandro Bernabe. Uh, there's going to be more activity to come, of course. And it's Rob McLean and Kenny Miller in the studio tonight. We'll get Kenny's take on the latest uh, transfer moves. Lewis Ferguson has gone to Bologna from Aberdeen. Josh Doig is about to go, it seems, from Hibs to uh, Verona. So that trend of Scottish youngsters heading to Serie A is going to continue in the back of Aaron Hickey, of course, who's now gone to Brentford in the English Premier League. Could be a useful stepping stone uh, for Ferguson and Doig. We'll see what happens um, in the next season or so but Kenny there's only one question uh, to start with tonight it was the Masters football at the weekend how is that calf? It is recovering Rob it, is, uh, it wasn't in a great place I think it got that injured that it got numb on uh, Friday and I was able to kind of well I would say run about maybe hobble about uh, for the last couple of games but no it was good really enjoyable to kind of firstly play with the boys that you've no played before and then come up against a few old old foes as well in the, in the process Barry Ferguson last night said he had you over his shoulder. He, he was he carry, he had to carry you through oh, the games. He? he threw his injury and he threw his <laughs> in as well. It was like the walking wounded in that dressing room after the after the event. But no, it was great. Good to get the I was going to say the boots, but get the shoes back on. Got a touch of a ball with with some good teammates or ex teammates. It was uh, no really enjoyable. Just pity we couldn't win. But I think uh, next time once we got a full complement of players, fully fit players, we'll be ready to go. And what we want, of course, is the full, unexpurgated, true story of what happened between you and Rap Douglas. That was big headlines. <laughs> Made headlines, but I genuinely don't know what it was. It was a wee coming together in pretty much the last seconds of the game where, uh, where we were trying to nick a winner because we knew we probably needed to win to get into the final. Uh, and Big Rab went to pick one up initially for a pass back and then shielded it with that big body he has. And it was, uh, I was just trying to get something on it. But listen, it was all in good. It was all good fun and, and good heart, good spirits. But uh, it was seemed to make it, uh, it was some kind of bust up, which it wasn't. Mm. And of course, you would have been full of running in that uh, tournament uh, had the calf not gone. Yeah, well, I, I would have been. I still felt in, in decent neck. I mean, I still had to start getting a bit of 
a little bit in and like I say the last two games where we were I think Alan Hutton had hurt his back so he wasn't available and he had big boy and, and Mikey had to kind of keep swapping off in these forward areas so it was uh, and Fergie obviously then picked a wee picked a wee niggle up on his thigh as well so it was all hands on deck for that last couple of games What we need as well of course tonight is uh, as an update on the pro licence have you got it finished yet have you got your homework done the homework's well and truly underway. Uh, the the final qualification or the awarding of the certificate or or qualification, whatever it'll be, I think that'll not come till that first week in October. So there's still a bit of work to be done, but yep, well on the way. Okay, we're going to get your thoughts. Um, in fact, let's get them right now on that signing. Uh, we've heard about it for a, for a little while now. It has been uh, completed today. And it is uh, the signing for Rangers on a four-year deal from Schalke of Rabi Matondo. Undisclosed fee, reckoned to be about three million. He's 21 and he scored 10 goals in 27 appearances on loan at Circle Bruges uh, last season, having first joined Schalke 2019. He was previously uh, loaned to Stoke City, capped 11 times by Wales, most recently against the Dutch in June told the Rangers website absolutely buzzing uh, to have joined this is a big club with a massive history and I just want to create more memories and more history here at the club uh, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst said I spoke last week about my desire to add more attacking quality to the squad and we all believe Rabi will do that and of course as we said right at the top of the show that signing uh, follows uh, Antonio Cholak and uh, another Welshman, Tom Lawrence, in the door. How much do you know, uh, Kenny, about uh, Rabi Matondo? Not a lot, other than he's a, he was a really highly thought of young player. Still, is, I mean, he still is a young player, I suppose. That's a lot of money if the if the reported transfer fee is correct. And like you, you alluded to there, he's probably best and most consistent season was last season. So uh, at 21, he's, he's hit some good numbers last year. Like you say, 10 goals, he's just a little bit better. A goal every three games for Circle Bruges. So he'll be coming into a position, I think, probably Rangers need, which is maybe that that right winger on the opposite flank for Ryan Kent. Uh, I think Tom Lawrence could play there as well. Obviously a far more seasoned player. Uh, I think he would be the one I would look to make a real impact on the Rangers team in that front line or just in behind their striker uh, Tom Lawrence could play so uh, yeah there's, some, there's been some good business in, in areas of the field that uh, you probably thought Rangers need to be strengthened in or have a little bit more particularly with Joe Rebo leaving as well uh, I think now for Rangers maybe an area of concern just might be centre back and is Hillander going to be fit is John Suter going to be fit and, and who's going to partner Conor Goldson at the back because they they haven't kicked off in I training just, yet. I think they? there's maybe a few wee kind of niggles. Yeah. Uh, and Hollander's got that injury history, hasn't he? He has, and so has John Suter. Yeah, so that's, so that's John true. So that's true. Uh, it might be, I think even even with the three players fit, you maybe just need one more a little bit cover. I'm not sure if there's anybody in the, in the B team that could make that step. Leon King maybe could maybe make that step up as a bit cover. So, uh, yeah, but it's been, it's been good business. Obviously, I think they're... In the last kind of week to ten days, there was a bit of rumblings for the Rangers support about no signing players and a bit inactivity in the transfer market. Well, that's kind of been nailed now. Like you said at the top of the show, with the re-signing of players and, and keeping them in the building, and obviously adding these three new faces in the last week or so has been. Uh, it gives that squad and that, particularly that forward line a bit of fresh freshness to it. The, the Rangers fans will be uh, listening with interest to the details about Matondo, especially as you say last season, that season in Belgium. Um, Double figures goals is pretty good from that number of appearances as well from the from the the wide areas and that I guess was the big disappointment about Ryan Kent last season. You know, still a great player who sparked so much of Rangers' attacking play, but the numbers were disappointing from him. 
Yeah, I think in, in particular goals, you know, I mean, his level of assist, I think, was very, very good last year. Uh, and he's a type of player, I mean, if, if he was to add goals to his game, then I think he, he's probably not Rangers. You right. know, if he was, if yeah. he's looking at even like a double figures of, of goals last year, then I think you had to think it was maybe about 17, 18 assists over the course of the season at right. all in. If he added double figures goals to that with all the other attributes that he's got, because mm. some of the stuff he does is, is really, really eye catching. So uh, had he added goals to it, and he's he's at an age where if if you're looking for some area that Ryan Kent could improve on, it would be that. I mm -hmm. think that's pr that's pretty obvious because a lot of his his performances and there is a lot of eye catching stuff, particularly in Europe this level last season. Now, when you see some of the performance against Dortmund and and Leipzig and Red Star, like, he's really really top performer. But just adding that kind of level of goals, I think, takes him to another level. So you're right with, with, with someone else on that side. I mean, had you been injured, they're able leaving the football club. There needs to be someone that can play that. That is, I think, in my opinion, that's their position. You know, you're signing a, a winger that can play in that position. No, a Joe Rebo who's more of an attacking midfielder, you put him there, or maybe even a Hadji who maybe wants to play like maybe as a number 10, or Scott Arfield, I think you could throw into the same uh, in the same kind of bracket as those players that is more better centrally mm. and, and linking up with a forward rather than doing it for a wide. We've even seen Aaron Ramsey actually out there in, uh, in yeah. certain games as well. So for me, when you're playing, you're picking a team, you want to pick a, a player at that as their specialised position. And, and Matundo and I even think Lawrence, uh, I think they've got that. With Kent, are you willing to forgive the three goals he scored last season just because of the chaos he causes in top quality opposition defences? We saw it in Europe time after time. And as you say, the number of assists, does that uh, compensate, do you think, for his inability, it seems, because he gets into great areas, to, to finish more often? It does, you know, and it's, it's twofold, Rob, because... Yes, on the on the one hand, based on the, the what he can bring to the team and the amount of tension that he brings to himself when he's on the ball, it drags, it, it attracts opposition players towards him, and it frees up teammates. You know, and that's why he has a, a not even assists, but even that other pass for maybe an overlapping Borna Barisic or Calvin Bassey to maybe then set a goal up. That's what he's got. No, on the side that he has to score more goals. When you start pretty much every game, I think it was. It was 42 games maybe mm -hmm. last year and mm -hmm. three goals. Yeah. That's, that's not enough when you've got Conor Golson who's maybe getting fours, fives and sixes as a centre-back. You know, I think there's no doubt Ryan Kent can, can score more goals and he's more than capable of, of doing it because he gets himself into positions and you know what, he's, he's unlucky in a few situations. Obviously, you look at the Europa League final where he pretty much he breaks his neck and does mm -hmm. a 30-yard lung-busting run in the 120th minute of the game to get on the end of a chance. Makes really good connection. He could have been an absolute hero that night. It wasn't to be that night. But I, I think the only thing I could say, I think it could be a little bit hungrier to two score. You know, I've seen when the ball's on the opposite side, sometimes you see him, he's maybe hanging out a little bit too much where he could be really in that back post or in between the sticks, hunting and being hungry for goals. I could say that uh, would maybe be something. But listen, his play overall, if you can get a Ryan Kent on the opposite side, which I think has, has been needed, so whether that's Matunda or whether that's Lawrence, and you've got Morelos fighting at Vicholak through the middle, that's a really, really strong front three. I think what all uh, Rangers and Celtic fans want to do, of course, at this stage is draw that comparison, isn't it? They want to look at how both of them are doing in the transfer market, what they've kept, what they're adding, what, what they had already in, in place, 
going forward to the new season. There's going to be more transfer action to come, obviously. Um, but when you look at, at Celtic, Rangers are looking to add firepower at the moment. I don't think there's much doubt about that. Will Morellas still be there? Well, uh, we don't really know for sure at the moment. If they lose him, they need to replace those goals. Celtic, um, I want to get your views on this. Celtic have got goals uh, at the moment. L- looking at, la- I mean, I'm just looking at last season, Celtic. Uh, Kyogo in, missed, what, three months at least of the season? 20, yeah, minimum, yep. 20 goals. Yakumakis, kind of a bit part player for quite a long time before he came on the scene close to the end of the campaign. But he finished with 18 goals. He was joint top in the in the Premiership. Um Abada, 16. Jota, 13. Turnbull, 10. Maida, 9. That's that's 86 goals between six players from Celtic last season. And in the case uh, in the case of Yakumakis, you know, who didn't certainly didn't play the full season, Kyogo, who missed such a big chunk. I mean, how many goals do you think Kyogo would have scored had he stayed fit? Yeah, I think he would have been pushing 30. There's, there's no doubt. All in, They're definitely pushing 30. Uh, a lot was made when he came in about <clears throat> fitness-wise and, and the way that they want to play. And I think at that time, uh, Celtic were so reliant on him that they needed to keep pushing him. They needed to keep him in that team because they, or they never felt they'd enabled a replacement. Obviously, Maeda came in in January. Obviously, at that point, Kyogo was injured. Giacomacchus hadn't quite found his feet in a Celtic jersey at that moment, but there's no doubt he finished the, the season so, so strong. And and the thing about it is, you, we've talked about it numerous times, you need to give players time to settle when they come to Glasgow. So whether it's Rangers or Celtic, it can take a little bit of time. Some players like Kyogo will just come and hit the ground running. It's just, it might just be in their makeup. Uh, it might also be down to the style and their teammates actually supplying them with opportunities. For other people, it takes a little bit of time. And for Giacomacchus, it just seemed to take that four, five, six months for the, maybe the penalty drop of what it actually was, size of the club's demands and expectations that are put on you every single week. And like you say, he finished with 18 goals. And those eight, how many of the goals were actually in the second half of the season? Mm. You know, so he had a brilliant run towards, and, and Celtic needed that at that time because Kyogo was still missing, he still wasn't fully up to speed, so they needed somebody to come in and replace those goals, and, and he turned out to be the man to do it. And they're not always beautiful goals, but 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 for a striker, I mean, you, you must know this, I mean, if they go in off your backside, or your heel, or your anything, shoulder, it doesn't, doesn't matter, does it, as long as they go in, and he's a bit like that, he's a bit of a bull in a china shop at times, but he seems to have a habit of, a knack of finding the back of the net, and of course, you know, he showed that, in the Netherlands the, se- the previous season when he got the best part of 30 goals yeah that's it I mean he's we don't care that ball crosses the line and it's hit any part of your anatomy it's uh, it's a goal you don't care it goes down on your record and the thing about like, his early his earlier days that wasn't quite going for him but he was in the right positions Rob mm. you know after I think of the of the, the old firm game at Celtic Park of 3-0 Celtic he had three unbelievable chances that night and he probably should have scored at least a goal or two that night it never cost his team, which is obviously the most important thing for him and, and, and Celtic that, that, that they got the result that night. But for him, he was in the right positions all the time. I and mean, I think he won it was I think it was a safe a shot a shot. Mm-hmm. Alan McGregor made it, went away up in there, then he came over the top of right. Bolton a header. And he's there, let's like say, like a bull in a china shop. He's aggressive, he's physical, uh, strong, and he gets in there. Unfortunately, the header, he, he just placed it straight at Alan McGregor, and Alan McGregor made a wonderful save. But he was in the right right place at the right time for all of those chances. He was just unfortunate on the night. Towards the end of the season, the, the, those types of chances were going for him. You know, and he finished off the season in, in some really, really good form. And it begs the question, does it, who does start for Celtic mm. up front? Is it Kyogo, who I would think the majority of Celtic fans would, would go for? 
but I think there will be some with the performances and his physicality mm -hmm. and the, because he brings something a little bit different there'll be a few people who would maybe go for Giacomacus and mixing it up might work for Celtic not going the same attacking trio all the time uh, well that depends the form they're in you know because I say if players are playing well and, mm. and scoring goals like Jota had been playing Abada had been playing or whether it's been Forrest in the past we could all go through the middle if they're playing and they're fit and mm. they're fully fit and firing then sometimes there's no need to mix up you have got a squad there to be utilised for a reason you know you need to give people game time that deserve game time and Jack Amakis off the back of the season he's had Abada, Jota Forrest, Mikey Johnson coming back fit probably hoping to get a, a good season under his belt without like, injury free there is a lot of firepower in that in that Celtic front line. Sure is, and uh, Rangers are adding to theirs at the moment. If you missed the top of the show, Antonio Cholak, followed by uh, Tom Lawrence, uh, followed today by Rabi Matondo. Hat-trick of attacking signings for Rangers. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Tuesday on the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors, Rob McLean, Kenny Miller in the studio. And we're both uh, heading to the same place. I wish we'd conferred in advance. We might have shared a chariot to Falkirk against Hibs in the League Cup uh, tonight, 7.45 kickoff. Um, just found out I'm doing the pre-match interviews as well. So I'll need to rattle along the road, get there as, as quickly as possible. Just before the, or just as the, the break was starting there, uh, we were just speaking about uh, Rangers having uh, signed uh, we spoke about uh, Matondo, but in terms of youngsters, they've, they've signed Connor Young, I think 17 maybe from, from Hibs. And that, that's a trend, Kenny, that seems to be continuing. Yeah, that looks, I think that's a, is that their seventh, eighth, maybe even their ninth uh, signing a young player to go into their B team or at least to be pushing into their B team. So it's uh, there's been a lot of work behind the scenes in that that kind of recruitment age uh, for hopefully the the next group of Rangers players coming to impact the first team maybe in the next two to three seasons. So, yeah, it's definitely been a real focus on Ross Wilson, Craig Mulholland and at Rangers on on trying to get young talent in, in and around that, that B team to push on to the first team. Quite intriguing um, as well uh, for me next season and imagine for you as well, is young players in the first team. Will they, will they get their chance? Will they be able to make an impact? What will we see from Alex Lowry and Leon King to name but two from Rangers' point of view? Yeah, there will. I mean, again, it's. I think when you, you get to a, a summer transfer window for like Giovanni or, or Ange at Celtic, you're looking to strengthen your first team, you know, and the reality is you've always got the hope that these young players can come through and really and grab that shot, you know, but you need to be seen, as you've seen over the last few weeks, with a, a little bit of a pressure and a little bit of negativity surrounding the Rangers' uh, recruitment so far. So you need to you need to be, be seen to be improving that first team by recognised signings and... Uh, it just makes it even tougher for for, mm. the, for the younger players to come through. But that being said, you have to be ready. You have to be good enough. And if you are, you'll you'll take the challenge on, and you'll eventually move these players out of the way and, and take the jersey. And there are two guys that you've you've mentioned, and and Lowry and King. For me, I think Cole McKinnon is. A, yeah, I think, who scored uh, at Tancastle uh, late on? I, I watched him a few times last season. And I thought he was absolutely outstanding in, in their B team. Uh, does everything right. Again, you maybe know the eye-catching stuff that an Alex Lowry does because he's an exceptional talent. But what he does is he, does, he makes the game look pretty easy and he does the right things all the time and none more so was shown within that goal mm. where he started to move off, found his way into the box, which he does really, really well uh, and he can get goals. So, uh, yeah, I think there's, there's quite a lot already in it, in it uh, Murray Park, that are, that are knocking on the door and now they've added this eight, nine 
younger players that they've recruited over this summer that I'll, I'll be pushing for that as well. So it's uh, it'd be interesting to have a look at the Rangers B team next year and how and, mm. and how well they go. Would that be a concern at Celtic? Um, are we going to see those sort of age? I mean, they're they're both eighteen, I think, Lowry and King, uh, McKinnon probably as well. Um, do Celtic have similar? Do you think coming through, or is that wait and see? Uh, again, I don't know enough about it. What I do know, I watched the two the two Rangers Celtic games towards the end of the season, where Rangers won, won one three 0 and won one one nil, and Rangers were better at that at that time. Celtic do have a few a few players, but on the night uh, Rangers did look better, looked stronger over the course of the squad. I just felt when when you've got these kind of guys, Charlie McCann's another one who's a is a mm. a really really good player. He's made first team uh, minutes uh, last season as well. So there's a uh, Adam Devine again is another player that looks maybe a little bit more ahead in their development so uh, at, at this stage. So it's uh, yeah, I just felt Rangers were, were stronger in that department, and when you see the the amount of work that they've put in to bring players in again I don't think some of them are maybe a little bit young to go straight into the B team but they'll, they'll definitely be pushing it, it again so it looks like they will have a strong a strong squad next year and Celtic have had obviously their time uh, not had their time they're always looking to but they've had real success over the mm. last few years with your Forrest coming through Kieran Tierney's Callum McGregor's those types of players uh, and they'll be looking for the next that next lot and that next batch mm. of youngsters to come through as well but last season was about Getting you know th- that amazing turnaround by by Ange and and all his signings, the all those signings he made, fifteen signings or whatever it was over over twelve months, and he and he barely missed the target with any of them. But what that pro- what that meant was he he was just trying to make the team as good as it could be, and it ended up being the, the a championship uh, title winning team. Maybe now is the point where he takes a breath and has a look around at, at what, what can break through and, and maintain the identity because you do want homebred players coming through, don't you? They do. I think every club does. Every club wants that. They want to breed their young players. They want to develop them. They want to get them in the team and they want to sell them. Or they want them to be gone and become real legends within the football club. Like you've mentioned, Barry Ferguson's at Rangers, uh, Kieran Tierney's at Celtic. These types of players, fans really, really take to as well. So it's uh, it's something in, in every club's model. Uh, in an ideal world, they would have maybe two or three that are, that are able to break through every couple of years. Uh, unfortunately, it's not as easy as that, you know, because when, like you've just said, to, after a really poor season where Celtic never won anything after having complete dominance, uh, over every competition for four years to then go and not win anything Angie's first job was to get a team back on that field that's going to be capable of winning leagues and winning cups and he's done that this year and take a breath I don't think that's really an Angie's no, vocabulary no. to be honest with you I think it's it we never like, stop isn't it it's yeah, not take a breath I think he'll be looking to, to push on again because yeah. if you're standing still in football mm. then you're going backwards it's as yeah. simple as that so he'll be looking to go on again and improve what was already a, a decent squad yeah just one final one on, on the Rangers situation, Lowry King, McKinnon, etc. Um, I mean, you're trying to sign the best players. You're trying to make the squad as strong uh, as it can be in terms of quality. Do you leave room? Do you, you know, as a, as a manager of a of a squad of 18, 20, however many players you've got around the first team, do, do you leave a couple of spots and in in the belief? that Lowry and King are going to break through and you don't want their path blocked off by making too many signings? That is something that is a question for Giovanni, for Ross Wilson, for Craig Mulholland, who will work really closely together. If you look through the Rangers subs or starting lineup and subs for maybe the last half of the season, I think you would be struggling to find a game where there at least wasn't one or two of these lads at least on the bench. Mm-hmm. So there's already a pathway there. You know, it's... 
yes, if you if you feel you've got an exceptional talent in the in the building, might not be quite ready to be a, a regular starter. There's no doubt they can be more than capable of playing as a backup to. So if it's an Alex Lowry playing a backup to Ryan Kent or a Yanis Hadji or a, a Tom Lawrence now, then I think that's the way that they'll, they'll look at. There'll always be one or two young players supplementing that. Leon King maybe the guy to supplement that that centre back here. It was Nathan Patterson, obviously before he went to Everton, uh, kind of being Tav's uh, deputy. So there is, there's no doubt that as a, a structure, when you're structuring a squad, these clubs will look at that for their best young players. They need to try and get them that opportunity because you need to see if they can sink or swim. You know, if you feel they're good enough, they won't ever really know when they make that step up. You know, you can see as much as you want in training or B games or or under 20 games, whatever it is, you really need to see if they can get in and handle that, the pressures of wearing that jersey. And like I said, I think when you, if you were to look in the last half of the season the second half of the season you would be probably be hard pressed to find a, a, a Rangers team sheet without an Alex Lowry a Leon King a Charlie mm-hmm. McCann a Cole McKinnon or somebody of that, yep. of that ilk on it so there's always been players in and around it might be changed each, each week I think King and Lowry have been the main two of of that part of the, of the season Breaking news uh, on the Go Radio Football Show Celtic defender Bolly Bolingoli has completed a permanent move to Belgian top flight outfit KV Mechelen uh, he joined from Rapid Vienna 2019, uh, but struggled, obviously, for game time. Uh, unauthorised trip to Spain during the summer of 2020 uh, shoved him further down the pecking order. Uh, loan spells uh, in Istanbul and with the Russian team Ufa uh, followed. Uh, that loan at Ufa terminated early uh, because of the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Uh, Bolingoli has now... Uh, departed Scotland on a permanent uh, deal. He made 31 appearances in all competitions during his three years at uh, Celtic. Um, his uncle, uh, Roger Lukaku, previously played for Mechelen, but the fullback says he's still to speak with them about his new employers. So that little episode is over. Uh, Bolingoli, Kenny, and it hasn't been a roaring success, has it? No, and I think when you see the, the signing... Of uh, Bernabe, there was always that was an area that Celtic were looking to strengthen already with a, a decent, solid left back in the building and Greg Taylor, who had a wonderful season last year. And you also seen Juranovic jumping across to the left side as well. It was an area they were looking to strengthen, so it was quite clear uh, early on that Ball and Goalie wasn't going to be part of it. And obviously, he's it had a couple of loan deals, and I think I actually said uh, a few weeks back he would be one that would definitely move on, I think, for his own career and also to, to move his own career forward. but there was clearly not going to be any place for them in the Celtic squad. Let's have a quick rattle through the uh, League Cup ties that are going on uh, tonight. Premier Sports Cup, of course, got underway at the weekend, Saturday, Sunday. Just one big shock, really, um, and maybe not too big a shock because it was our broth involved winning in Paisley against St Mirren. Uh, otherwise, the Premiership teams uh, came out on top. Hibs scored five against Clyde Aberdeen, scored a couple in Peterhead on Sunday. Uh, tonight, uh, Fraserburgh from the Highland League, Highland League champions against Montrose, Alloa, uh, League One against East Fife from League Two, uh, Dunfermline, who won at Methil uh, on Saturday. Uh, they play Bucky Thistle, uh, the runners up in the Highland League. It's uh, Airdrieonians, uh, they won 3 0 at Cowden Beath at the weekend against FC Edinburgh. Air United, uh, who needed penalties to beat Elgin on Saturday. Uh, they play Queen of the South, St Johnston from the Premiership against Annan. Uh, Livingston, um, in fact, Albion Rovers, firstly from League Two against Cove Rangers. 
who are in the championship this season. Uh, Livingston, who won 3-2 at Albion Rovers at the weekend, play Inverness Cali Thistle, um, who narrowly came through at uh, Kelty Hearts at the weekend. Hamilton uh, against Stranraer and uh, Queen's Park against Forfar. Queen's Park scored five at Stranraer at the weekend. Simon Murray uh, got a hat-trick. So some Interesting games uh, going on there and the one that uh, was left out deliberately was Falkirk against Hibs uh, tonight. Kenny, how's that one going to go? Uh, I think uh, Falkirk got a new manager in place and, and Hibs for that matter. Uh, Hibs got a brilliant start to the season, albeit against Clyde, you'd expect them to win. But at this stage of the season, the games aren't easy. So it was a real positive start for Lee Johnson and his team. Uh, John McGlynn at Falkirk obviously got the job done eventually on penalties uh, by all accounts wasn't a great game uh, down at Morton but uh, yeah I, I would probably just say Hibs would edge it with our, with a Premier League quality and again they've got that new manager bounce as well somebody there to impress somebody there to kind of stake a claim you've seen Doyle's got off to a flyer and got a hat-trick at the weekend so he looks like he could maybe be staking the claim for that number nine jersey obviously in Nisbet's absence uh, so I'm really really looking forward to the game to see how both teams do but I would if I was a betting man I'd, I'd maybe just have a wee nibble on Hibs but there's some there's a couple of good games that one being maybe the one that's the most eye-catching for me but I think Livingston Inverness mm -hmm. will be a, yeah. a decent game as well Inverness obviously going so close uh, last year uh, in terms of getting up and, and Livingston being who they are they seem to approach every game the same and, and, and get the job done so that'll be a good game uh, along, at, uh, sorry, along at Livingston I wonder how significant just going back to Hibs was that uh, performance and hat-trick from Christian Doidge I mean you're not going to be uh, screaming from the rooftops um, about a hat trick against Clyde from down the from down the divisions, but uh, that, I mean that's what Hibs Hibs were lacking attacking presence uh, last season. Clearly, um, I don't know whether he just wasn't fit enough because he'd been injured, Christian Dodge, or whether Sean Maloney didn't fancy him. Uh, but he didn't really feature too much last season, and you just wonder whether uh, Hibs attacking play is going to be all around him this season with Lee Johnson. Yeah, well, listen, again, he's got the jersey at the moment. I mean, you start on a hat-trick, I don't care who it's against or what kind of competition it's in, it's a hat-trick and, and you're off off the off to a flyer in the new season with a match ball, you know. So already you've got three goals against your name, so it'll be full of confidence Christian will be in. He's, like you said, he never got too much game time under Sean. It just maybe the style never suited him or he just felt there was better players suited to play the position or what was it to do with a fitness issue as well off the back injuries. So, But there's one thing for sure, is there's a new manager in the building uh, there'll be new demands put on the players new expectations and he's got off to a, a great start so I'm sure he'll want to carry that on again tonight at Falkirk and, and go and bag another couple There's no uh, no Josh Doig uh, for Hibs he wasn't didn't play at the weekend won't play tonight uh, his deal uh, seems to be just about done I think to go to Verona in Italy we'll talk about Lewis Ferguson going to Bologna in a moment but but Josh Doig uh, heading for Italy I think £3 million is the is the down payment with, with maybe some extras to to be added on there so that's good business for Hibs isn't it? That is good business I mean that, that is a lot of money to be playing for a, a, a player at Hibs uh, I'm just glad to see the Scottish teams getting a, a decent value if, if sorry if, if a decent amount of money for their players now because too long I've teams in England or, or even abroad kind of come in and nick their players for mm. kind of paltry sums you know whereas it's, it's all credit to the clubs now who are, are hanging fire and it seems to be that the bar's been set now you know for our good young talent so whether it be Hickey moving away or Ferguson or Nathan Patterson or uh, or Doig that the clubs are getting a good a good uh, 
compensation for that because they've brought them through, they've developed them. They're first team footballers, you know, with a good amount of games under their belt. So they're going to go on. And you know, it looks like that's going to be a market, the young young players in the, in the Scottish game that Serie A are looking for. And it's credit to guys like Henderson who's went out there mm. in the last few years, Hickey, and they've gone and shown the professionalisms, the qualities that they've got, that they're, they're coming back in again and chopping in this in this market mm. for our, our good young talent. It's no great for the clubs that are leaving, but like we said, when you're getting that amount of money, you can always go and use that money to go and strengthen your team in other areas. Yeah, and that stepping stone is encouraging back into the UK, back into the English Premier League, if you're good enough. Aaron Hickey's done that, of course, going to, to Brentford. Um, and the likes of Lewis Ferguson and, and Josh Doig will be watching that with interest as well and thinking, um, this is, number one, a good move and a, a development in their career, learning a new language, new culture, and all the rest of it, which broadens the mind apart from anything else. Um, but you're you're not you're not exactly you're not off the radar in Serie A. Quite the opposite. And if you're good enough, then maybe you could be coming back to to English mm. Premier League football. You know what I would say is it's not even about English Premier League football. That might be the end goal. I think it's to any big league in Europe. You know when you're going to that level and performing uh, like Aaron Hickey has, and you see him, it's coming back maybe a fee, maybe rising to eighteen million, mm. which is yep. an incredible amount of money. Again, you hope Hearts have maybe got a decent sell on that to get a wee bit, mm. uh, a wee bit of money back for their kind of the role that they've played in Aaron Hickey's development. But no, I think for somebody like Lewis Ferguson, if he was to go and maintain the levels that he has over the last couple of seasons and get the amount of goals and a, and a Bologna jersey is what he has there in Aberdeen, then I think it opens up so many doors and it's not just about England coming back and let's say the Premiership might be the ultimate goal for these guys but there's bigger clubs in Italy there's big teams in Germany Spain that could open when you're performing at that level you've, it opens up all kinds of doors for you if you're, if you're doing the job well yeah, I mean, we were speaking about uh, about Lewis last night with his uncle Barry when, when he was in the studio and, and the deal wasn't quite done at that point. I think he was maybe getting having the medical, but he's he's done his wee video today, Forza, Bologna and all that sort of stuff. Lewis, um, I think he's I think he's still 22. Uh, you know, he, he scored 16 goals for Aberdeen last season. He was their top goal scorer from midfield, scored a lot of penalties, obviously. Um, but you just feel, and, and, and certainly Barry feels, there's a lot to come, a lot more to come from him. Yeah, I think so. I mean, he is. I think he's 23 later on this year. To get 16 goals from midfield, I know I know there's penalties, but there's so much pressure comes al mm. along with taking a penalty, yeah. you know, so you still need to put it away. Uh, it's a it's an incredible return. I think that's it's probably a little bit better in, in one and three last year mm. in terms of his goal return. So if he if he can go and replicate, maybe not that quite that level, because I'm I don't know if he'll go straight into the Bologna team and just take the penalty kicks off someday. <laughs> they star striker, maybe. Mm. But uh, if he can go and hit run about double figures in a Bologna jersey I think there'll be a lot of teams all set up and take notice and sometimes he's been at Aberdeen for four years now and you maybe need that move just to freshen you up to like you said it's a, it's a different game it's a different style different culture you're out of your comfort zone and it's how, how, you, how are you going to settle into that but what it can do is if, if you take it and you embrace it it can move you on to another level and I feel in Lewis's game there is probably a lot more to come from him and he could become a bigger part of the Scotland squad and team as well. I mean, that will be an ambition for him. I mean, it's going to be tough breaking <clears> into <throat> that midfield area, uh, which is really strong with Scotland. But I'm sure if, if he is performing at a really good level with Bologna, um, you know, that, that will up his status potentially internationally. Of course it will. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a different level an absolutely different level with the greatest of respect to our game. If you can go across there and perform, your profile is so much, of grown so much just with the move. Again, and the amount of money that the team's actually willing to spend on you, it gives you that platform to really challenge for those starting slots in the, in the national team. Because I think, like you say, with the players that we have in there, it's a really, really strong area of the field. But if you're out there performing week in, week out, then you've got 
definitely a case to be knocking that door and saying, look, I'm performing at this level, I'm scoring goals, I feel I bring something different to the team than maybe what a, a Gilmore does or a Callum McGregor does or a McTominay or whoever, or John McGinn's, all these guys. Armstrong's like the list endless, you know. When you when you go through it, it's really, really tough to break into yeah. that. But what it is, is at the level he's going to be playing, he's going to be playing at the same kind of level, on a par with these guys. And like I said, it, it definitely strengthens his case. The headlines on the show tonight, Bolin Goli out of Celtic finally, permanently uh, to Mechelen in Belgium and in at Rangers, completing a hat-trick of attacking signings for them in the recent days, uh, Welsh winger Rabi Matondo. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Talking football uh, between now and six. Time is racing by with Kenny Miller and Rob McLean on uh, Glasgow Zone, the football show uh, with Macklin Motors. Uh, Eric Ten Hag enjoyed a winning start as uh, Manchester United manager. Uh, three first-half goals setting his side up for an impressive 4-0 success over rivals Liverpool in Bangkok earlier today. I'm not too sure uh, an awful lot is going to be uh, read into it, but 4-0 is 4-0. Jadon Sancho uh, opened the scoring before Fred and Anthony Martial increased United's lead against a Liverpool side that made 21 <laughs> changes across the 90 minutes. I'm glad I wasn't commentating on that one, um, including four uh, half-hour cameos uh, from new signings, Darwin Nunez and Fabio Carvalho um, and there is a bit of uh, rumour machine at the moment about Cristiano Ronaldo being offered to PSG wouldn't that be a story if uh, Cristiano Ronaldo and Messi uh, after all these years played in the same team Kenny and I don't know where he fits in to be honest with whose place do they take well, Neymar's exactly. Messi's or Mbappe's <laughs> or do they fit the four of them into the team yeah. it'd be, uh, I mean, it would be absolutely sensational if that move came about uh, I mean, I think uh, there's been a, obviously there's been a lot of speculation surrounding him over the last couple of weeks, and not making an appearance on the on the club's tour. Uh, does he want to finish off his season, his, his career, by playing in the Champions League, which obviously Man United missed out on, which a level he's been at for all his career. So it'll be it'll be a watch your space job, I think, over the next uh, well, was it fifty days, 40, 40 odd days, the transfer window closes. But it definitely looks like there could be a little bit of movement despite Ten Hag coming out and saying he's planning for Cristiano to be there this season. And we're 18 days away from the start of the Premiership season, 30th of July for that one, 30th and the 31st across that weekend. Uh, when league football uh, returns for us, uh, League Cup tonight, of course, and uh, and tomorrow night and then the weekend as well as we uh, rattle our way through the, the group stages of the Premier Sports Cup competition we're talking about the absence the departure impending or otherwise of Josh Doig at Hibs and uh, Lewis Ferguson at Aberdeen heading for Italian football uh, with Verona and Bologna uh, respectively those two teams have been doing a lot of uh, transfer of business as well I think Hibs are probably just ahead of Aberdeen in terms of number of bodies in um, we'll, we'll not know for sure until we see them all uh, up to speed and, and doing what they do. Some quite eye-catching signings have been made uh, by Hibs and Aberdeen, of course. Uh, Aberdeen will be currently being linked. It seems as if a deal is going to be done with Benfica B striker Luis Lopez, um, £400,000, which is a pretty reasonable outlay if that is right for Aberdeen. You don't tend to find uh, too many teams out with Rangers and Celtic actually splashing any cash uh, on transfers these days, but it looks as if they're going to do that with him 
and they're already wait, awaiting the arrival, Kenny, of the North Macedonian international striker Miovski, uh, Bojan Miovski, um, who's just getting through all the international uh, paperwork that has to be sorted out. So he's making big moves, and, and, and I think the Aberdeen fans wonder whether Christian Ramirez will be there this season uh, with Jim Goodwin having signed one striker already and about to sign another one. Yeah, again, it was, there's, there's another player that's, there's been constant speculation surrounding him and it's no surprise to me that both Aberdeen and Hibs have been really active in this transfer window. Two really underwhelming seasons last year. Mm. Uh, must, be, must be improved on this year. I mean, Lee Johnson just coming into the building off the real tumultuous season with Hibs in regards to getting rid of Jack Ross of, of, uh, at first in December and then Sean Maloney uh, at the end of the season there. So it's, uh, he's got to come in and put his stamp on that team and when you finish in the bottom half, in your hubs that's absolutely unacceptable when you should be really fighting for third and fourth places European football and the same goes for Aberdeen Jim comes in second half of the season doesn't really hit the ground running and make the impact that he would want and now he's got a, a summer transfer window to really put his stamp on this team and, and try and shake it up a bit and again I think it was 10th Aberdeen finished this year absolutely unthinkable for the Aberdeen fans to be finishing there to, when you've seen the heights that they've been at over the last kind of eight, 10 years so no surprise that both teams have been really really active so far this summer Yeah I think they've signed six Aberdeen so far and maybe another three or four to come including Lopez Hibs will probably end up doing that sort of level of business as well and as you say it just, uh, it just underlines uh, what didn't uh, go right for either of those teams last season uh, Dundee United of course had a terrific season Tam Courts has now gone uh, Jack Ross is in at Tannadice and he's already making his mark isn't he some signings uh, if, well if they don't take your breath away they certainly raise your eyebrows a little uh, Dylan Levitt coming back Welsh international uh, who'd been on loan at Tannadice uh, and he's now in a two year deal that that seems like I'm, I'm amazed that that a club bigger than Dundee United didn't get involved in that. And Stephen Fletcher, of course, former Scotland striker, uh, he's there as well. Yeah, you see, it's, it's two big signings. Uh, like you say, the way Levick performed uh, last season on loan, it's, as a young player, you just think they're going to maybe catch the eye of someone else. So it's been good business to get that done and they've got it done quickly as well. You mm. know, So that's maybe the key. They maybe got the jump on uh, other teams that they've just thought, yep, yeah, we're, we're willing to push the button right now to get the deal done. And Stephen Fletcher is a really, really eye-catching one. I mean, spent the majority of his career down in England and, and at the top levels, whether it be Premier League or Championship, uh, international forward who, who always brings goals, but also brings so much more to the team than just his goals. So really, really big signings. To, I mean, they've got some real firepower done the United. You think of the strikers that they have had over the last few years, with Nicky Clark still mm -hmm. there, who's always been a reliable performer, Mark McNulty yep. last season as well. Now you're bringing Stephen Fletcher into the That's a bit of choice, well. isn't it? No? It's, uh, there's some real competition for places, but for any manager, you want that. You know, and if it's... If you're not in the team, you need to be pushing the guy in the team to be right at the top of their game. And you know, and that's what a manager wants in every position. Sometimes for the, the so-called smaller clubs, it's not as easy to have a, a bigger squad that is really, really competitive. That's why you need the younger lads that are coming through to supplement that and really push the lads that are in the team. But uh, no, there's been some really good signings there for Jack Ross. And again, another new manager making an impact on his team. Craig Sibbald's another one who's just come in the door, uh, ex of Falkirk, uh, where we're going to be tonight. Uh, Livingston as well. And, and I, I don't know what you think about this, but I get the feeling I, I really like Craig Sibbald, always have done as a player. And and maybe at a bit at a better level, maybe in a, in a more of a footballing team, which I think Dundee United probably will be, he will prosper. I've always liked Sibs, yep. Uh, when I first went to Livingston, he had just been signed. Uh, he actually set my only goal up for Livingston, <laughs> up with a through ball in this League Cup, actually. So... Uh, 
wonderful young player at Falkirk obviously from just leaving Falkirk a few weeks ago uh, they talk so highly about him as a, as a player and a person coming through there in the academy uh, I've always really, really liked him I think he's a wonderful footballer really good technical player uh, he'll probably want to play either in off the side or as a second striker maybe a number 10 uh, but really really good abilities eye for a goal real creativity and an eye for a pass as well so it's another interesting signing to, uh, for Jack Ross but on a free transfer somebody like Sibs for a Premier League club like mm. a Dundee United a Hibs a Hearts these types of teams it's a no-brainer to take Sibs because even if he's if he's there as a, a squad player and like I said pushing people to become better he's a really really good option to have uh, Kemma Roof of Rangers uh, was posting a picture I think today of, of uh, rehabbing after yet another injury I mean <clears throat> That that guy just has a, a really unhappy relationship, doesn't he, with 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 injury and and it's just been it's so stop start. I mean, it, you know, his strike rate's great uh, when you look at games and and goals, uh, but he just missed so much football, and you do wonder whether he's going to be ready for the start of the season. I think that maybe even goes for Alfredo as well. That's why Cholak could be a a, mm. a really big signing moving forward for the start of the season and these big Champions League qualifiers that are that are going to be upcoming in the next four or five weeks. Uh, and for, yeah, like you say, for Kamara, it's it's been a really probably frustrating time for him more than anybody you know as much as fans are, are looking at it and thinking particularly at the end of last season when Alfredo's missing and you probably need Kamara there to step up and be the be the focal point of the team he, he was injured also so it is frustrating his goal return is, is I think he's one and two pretty much mm-hmm. for his, his, his time at Rangers so is there he can score goals if he's given the game time he will score goals at the moment it probably looks like he will be now behind uh, Alfredo definitely Cholak now needs to come in and, and prove that he's he's going to be capable of leading that line, and he looks by the looks at he will get that opportunity in these first games. And just finally, Kenny, the summer story so far, who's edging in front of Rangers and Celtic? Is there? Can, do you detect one of them being ahead at this stage in terms of business and and the squad they have? I think you know, like I've said that their teams, in my opinion, at the moment, the starting lineup to both teams. I've not changed too much. Mm. If you were to pick teams right now, there's maybe one or two guys that might be coming in or could potentially be coming in to be regular starters. I think the teams are really, really evenly matched. Celtic's business looks eye-catching based on it's almost £18 million spent, whereas Rangers it's been no so much. (laughs) But when we've talked about it last week, these players had to be signed for Celtic and to sign Jota and to sign Carter Vickers, to sign Maeda, you had to spend the money to get them. But what it does is it's familiar faces in the building, which by the way could be better than actually bringing a new face in that yeah. you don't know how they're going to respond. So at least you know these guys are going to be more than... They're, they're starting players. Mm-hmm. You know, my aid is a backup, but Carter Vickers and Jota are starting players coming in. At Rangers, they've signed older players to keep them in the building and keep that kind of togetherness and, and they're really, really important for the dressing room and the culture. Signing Matonda and Tom Lawrence. Uh, Suter, again, Looks like he'll be a starting player. I would expect Tom Lawrence probably to be to become a starting player also. I, I know I can't separate them at the moment. I, I really can't. I know I'm sitting on the fence, but I think both teams are so evenly matched. And I said that last season as well. When if you were to pick a Rangers starting lineup and a Celtic starting lineup now, I don't think there maybe be one new face, yeah. maybe two maximum in the starting lineup of Rangers. But I think they're really evenly matched. It's all set up for a really good, exciting season again. This is the point where we should have been listening a bit closer to the traffic and travel. We're off to Falkirk for that Falkirk Hibs game in the League Cup tonight, the Premier Sports Cup. Uh, back tomorrow night. Thanks, Kenny. We're back. Uh, the show's back tomorrow night. And it's uh, Paul and Mark live at five. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! go.
service your existing car with us right now and it's worth £500 off your next car. Yes, at Macklin Motors Toyota, we'll give you a £500 voucher off any of our brand new Toyotas when you book in for a service with our expert Toyota trained technicians. We even have complimentary courtesy cars available, so book your service now and get £500 off any new Toyota. Visit macklinmotors.co.uk or see us at Kennishead Road, Darnley. Macklin Motors, the new name for Toyota sales and servicing in Glasgow. Valid on services till 30th September. Excludes Motability and Fleet customers. One £500 voucher per vehicle purchased by 31st December.